I didn't understand that um, how I could impact people's lives. And so the last two years, these last few world championships that I've learned, it's almost like I've been able to hit reset and go back and do it again. And there's so many little things that uh, that I missed that are, I'm so appreciative this second time around. And um, like you said, as we watched our dads behind the buck and shoots and you know that was a huge opportunity and i and and looking back now getting these past two world titles it's like man my dad everybody who talks about my dad it's not man your dad rode black eye or you know sipping velvet and he made it look this way or he was he spurred hard or anything like that it was you know your dad was the nicest guy in the whole wide world he said this to me and it changed my life forever and Mindset, business, or action inside the arena. Your host, Josie Young, National Finals Rodeo Qualifier, successful business owner, and entrepreneur, brings it from his tack room to yours. This is Tack Room Talk. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Hey, hey, we are live again for the fourth live show here today. I'm your host, Josie Young. How about the how about the woman on the music here? We had we had Drew Taylor in here the last three shows. Taylor made music, but uh, he couldn't be here today, so his fiance stepped in. Megan Leto, give it up for Megan. Good job, Megan. Hey, you know I'm I'm really really excited about the show today. Um, I got a couple of guys on here that I've known my whole life. We've we've got a huge history together. Um, you know they're very influential guys. We got. Um, a guy that's been super successful inside the arena, but his brother has been super successful in his own right. So I want to bring out six-time world champion Casey Field and his brother Shad Field. Let's go. There we go. Got to do your job for hey you. Hey guys, how's it going today? Excellent. Having a blast, man. Really? Happy to be here in Vegas. Man, Vegas is always fun. Uh, long week though. Yeah, I mean, but it flies by, doesn't it? Oh man, it, it happens fast. Like round eights tonight feels like it's round three. The week's just blown by. It hasn't been so fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on the other end of the spectrum here. You know, Shad, you've You've uh, got your hands in some business, and uh, explain to everybody what, what you're doing here this week. All right. Uh, Casey and I started a cowboy hat company, and uh, it's going good, but we had to be here Sunday to set up our booth Monday morning before the rodeo started, so I don't even, I'm not even actually sure what day it is. It's just kind of all mangling together, but it is getting long, but it's been cool. It's, it's been away from me. You know, I, I was in a, a bad accident a couple years ago and uh, broke my back in an airplane, so I had to kind of switch career paths, and uh, it's been pretty cool. It's been a way for me to stay part of the rodeo deal and, and be involved and, and be with all of my buddies and all of Casey's buddies that are rodeo and, and still be on the outside, but build some cool cowboy hats for them. So what's the name of this hat company so everybody knows? Warbonnet Hat Company. Yeah, and, and how can they find you, just in case our online people are wondering? Uh, probably the easiest way right now is through Instagram. We're going to launch our website in January. Uh, we just purchased the company in July. So for the last six months, we've just been trying to get ready for the NFR and getting equipment tuned in and dialed in. Uh, it's been really good here at the finals. I sold a lot of hats. Uh, but our, lawn, our online store will start in January. 
Nice, nice. So, so you got a few guys that are sporting your hats this week. Casey, obviously, being one of them. Sharp-looking hats, by the way. Thank I, you very I much. Like I like it. The bear, uh, they can handle the bareback riding. <laughs> that that should be a, a number one promoter. Is if if this hat can hold up for bareback riders, it's good for anybody, right? <laughs> exactly. <Absolutely. laughs> it goes through some torture. So, um, you know, Casey, uh, you've been known for being a very mechanically correct and having it. Uh, you know, just time in and time out, just making very good bareback rides. Um, you know, it's it's ex extremely exciting to watch you ride. And uh, you know, what is what is your mindset when you come into the national finals rodeo? And, and what's your game plan, or do you even have one? No, I don't have a game plan, um, and it's definitely changed over the years, coming from the first time to this time. Uh, but I rely on my preparation. Once I get here to Vegas, I get to spend time with my brother. I get to hang out with the fans. Uh, try to make time for my kids. Um, that's been pretty hard. If I don't get to spend time with my wife and kids, I kind of start to turn into a wimp and, and don't ride to the best of my ability. But, um, you know, making time, um, the part, the riding part of it uh, here at the NFR, I feel like is probably the easiest part. It's not the easiest to win, but my preparation and, and how I pre prepare for the NFR, I'm very confident when I get here that uh, just strong mark out, finish strong. My preparation will take care of everything in between. Yeah, for sure. That's that. That's awesome to hear. And uh, you know what? Like the, these these guys that you're competing against this year. I, I, I've said this to many guys this year. I've been in the bareback riding industry for my whole life. Both me and you was raised around the bareback riding industry, and and we've seen it. But I would have to say that this year. This group of guys is as competitive of, of bareback riders as I've ever seen at the National Finals Rodeo. I, I agree. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun for me. Like I said, over the years, coming here and, and seeing the difference in the locker room and, and seeing the, different in the, buck, the difference in the bucking horses, uh, way, there's way, matter, way more better bucking horses than there ever has been. And these kids, honestly, are preparing uh, more than I've ever seen any bareback rider prepare for the NFR. And, and you get down in the locker room, uh, 2014, I won the world title. And I think Bobby Moe was probably the only one that was in the warm-up room, like doing a proper warm-up with me. And I thought, man, this is, this is fun, really. Honestly, no one else kind of knows this trick, how important it is to, to get warm and, you know, have a little time to yourself to, to mentally prepare. And now you go down to the warm-up room, I don't even have room, room to stretch, and they treat me like the old guy, so i got to wait my turn. So it's, it, it's, it's awesome. It's funny. I've got to see that, too. You know, when my dad was rodeoing here, I remember I – rem he probably doesn't remember. He was a lot younger than me. But when, when we were leading up to the NFR, when he was leading up to the NFR, we'd go down to a hotel in Payson, and he'd swim every night, swim and stretch. And – it was maybe an hour, maybe maybe 45 minutes, you know, and, and maybe a little bit of cardio. But compared to what Casey's going through now, and, and I, you know, I call him almost every day or we talk every day. And most of the time when we talk, I'm, he says, I'm in the gym, you know, I'm just getting ready. And he's, he's telling me all the workouts he does and what he's putting into it. And I don't know, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a different sport now. It's something that the guys are putting out workout programs and, and nutritional programs and these guys, you walk in the locker room now, and they're all chiseled. I mean, every one of them looks like a little bodybuilder. They're just ripped and flexible and extremely good athletes. And I think that's been the biggest difference. And, and they've had to do it not only to match up the guys that are 
showing the way to do that, but they're doing it to match up to the stock. I mean, I watched the old videos of my dad riding, you know, in the 80s and late 70s and through the 80s and early 90s, and my heck, the bucking horses, the quality of animals now, if you're not in the gym and getting prepared, you're, gonna, you're not going to win. You're going to get tore up. Yeah, you know, I think this is the importance, you know, I'm in the business world now, and, and it, it relates in both sides. You know, in the business world, they say, hey, you know, if you want to do something great, you need to draft behind somebody who's already been there, done that, and, and try to model, mimic, and master what they're doing. And I think, you know, you're in on that ground level, Casey, of, you know, laying the, the, the forefront for these guys. Like, hey, if you want to win this many world titles, guess what Casey's doing? So these guys are like, hey, I've got to put out the, the effort. I remember at the end of my rodeo career, um, I was battling injuries, seems like every single year, but I was able to come back quicker because of nutrition and then also getting on a workout program, right? And I think this is where Doug Champion come in. I remember being on Doug's workout the very first uh, year that he did them, uh, virtually, and I says, man, you got a, you got a business plan here. Now there's, there's a few guys out there that their business all revolves around the, the rodeo cowboys, nutrition plans, workout programs, and things like that. So it, it's, it's really cool to see. And when we talk about nutrition, we talk about putting things into your body. Um, Casey, you're extremely passionate about a product that you have that really probably saved your life and definitely saved your riding career. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Power Pro Nutritionals, it's a company I started uh, in 2018, right after I had a, a significant brain injury, uh, swelling on the brain, and I credit a lot of my success and my healing uh, from that accident to my CBD, my Power Pro 1500. Um, I would, wasn't down and out. I don't have any side effects. Uh, my healing process was really fast. Um, I came he back. doesn't think he has any side effects. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my brother, my traveling partner remind me all the time that I had a brain injury. <laughs> no, but it's, it's awesome. And, and, you know, being a rodeo cowboy and uh, not knowing much different and now starting a business. And, you know, it's not a whole lot different than riding bucking horses. The end product is, but the, the shaking hands, talking to people, uh, you know, growing a business it's a word of mouth for a while and, and recognition and, and it's I've been learning that alongside trying to rodeo and it's it's been a, a really fun challenge for me and like you said it did save my career it kind of gave me a little extra kick in the butt to keep going a few more years yeah it's it's also been incredible for me I've got to use their product you know I I suffer from some pretty severe neuropathy I, I, from where I broke my back a couple years ago and I'll tell you what without the CBD oil I notice the huge difference. I don't when I'm taking it, I notice it a little bit. When I stop taking it, I'm like, wow, where did that go? My my neuropathy gets really bad, and, and I really notice it in my legs and, and my back. Well, you know, like in in my business at Silverlining Herbs, we deal with this a lot. You know, um, there's so many people that are used to taking the the synthetics and stuff, and a lot of times the synthetics are are masking an issue, right? They're masking a symptom. Um, opposed to the, your CBD and the herbs and stuff, your, your body recognizes this as, as food, right? And so it's, it's able to utilize it. You know, we say all the time that herbs are the purest form of vitamins and minerals and the easiest to simulate at the cellular level. Same thing with the CBD, right? I mean, CBD der derives from a hemp plant. This was something that was here to put on earth for us to utilize, correct? Correct, Absolutely. you're exactly yeah. right. 
So been doing your homework. You know, we, we say this all the time that, you know, if you want the symptoms to go away, get rid of the issue and the symptoms will follow. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see um, you doing well in this product because the first, the first thing you have to do in, in business is promote, right? Promote, then profit, then process, and then you add people to it. And, and so it, it's fun because when I was rodeoing and I would take young guys with me, I would always say, hey, go meet people. Go promote what you do and who you do it with. And now my, my mentors in, in business are saying the same thing. I said, man, this, this, is, some, this is what's so cool about it is I've been hearing this for, forever. And Casey, I think you do an extremely good job of promoting what you do and who you do it with because, you know, when you're done rodeoing, you have a network of people that know you, that trust you, and that want to be involved with what you're doing. Well, I sure appreciate that. Um, like I said, it's a learning curve and doing it the same time as uh, rodeo and my passion and my goals are rodeo, but the business side of it and, and networking why I am on the road in Fort Worth uh, up at the bar, you know, it, it's crazy to go up there and there's a lot of opportunity to be by just going and shaking hands. There's a, a lot of business deals that are done on the back of the buck and shoots and, and mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of fun to learn that. and. Uh, learn business learn learn good quality products and how to build a quality product and so the learning curve it's the same thing you're going to write down a goal and and uh you're going to achieve it and cross it off and you move to the next one and and you know surrounding yourself with good people and, and good mentors too like you said shad he's a businessman he understands it way way more than i do the lingo and it is a different language and uh it's cool i've, I've learned a lot from him i've learned a lot from my other partners and it, it's like learning to ride bucking horses again, you know, I mess up or send an email that didn't really have the right verbiage in it because mm. went to Pace in high school and a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a, been a really fun learning curve. It's just like riding bucking horses for the first time. So if this makes you feel any better, I got a, uh, Brandon's probably going to kill me. But I got an email from one of my mentors the other day that I'm, I'm actually partners with now. And uh, he's he's a billionaire like he's he, and he's and he's built it himself like he's he's a very very savvy business guy but he, even he will admit i can't spell <laughs> and i it's it's fun because like the the thing that a person needs to do is get comfortable with being uncomfortable and the people that get comfortable with being uncomfortable that's when you grow because you don't learn from from your your wins you learn from your losses you learn that's when you're like I got to do better in that area, right? Yep. I mean, I think that's, that's that's life in general. I mean, the trials that we've been through, losing our dad, and then you know my accident, and the things that have gone on, I've had more personal growth in the last two years mm. after having a bad accident and being left partially paralyzed than than ever before. And it's a booger. Like I wouldn't, you know, I, I used to always say, you know, if there was a button there and I could push it and take it all back. Uh, that I, I wouldn't do it, but hell yeah, you know, I would do it, but I can't, right? There is yeah. no red button. So you, you're in the trials, you're in life, you're, you're going through them, and you just got to learn to, like you said, learn through those trials, mm. learn through those failures, you know, what went wrong and how do I fix it? And then even when it's not your fault, you know, when you, you end up in a tough spot, what do you learn from it and how do you, how do you take that to the next level and, and turn it into 
something good. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about that right now, Shad. Let's let's get into uh, a conversation about your wreck and 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 what happened. You know, you've been a you've been a pilot for a, a little while now, and and you've flown Casey and his traveling partners around. And you know, yeah. I I seen you on your Instagram and social sites all the time. I mean, you have a passion for this. But you had an accident here. Was it been two years ago? Yeah, now? about two and a half years ago. And, and yeah, that's exactly right. It, it was something that I was very passionate about. I loved doing it. I loved, uh, it's another way for me to stay involved with these guys, right? Mm. I got to fly them to the rodeos and when they're really busy trying to get one rodeo to the next, I could go and, and give them rides and it was just, it was a way for me to be with him and involved and, and I loved it. But yeah, two and a half years ago, um, we'd taken some friends, we were taking some friends flying, wanted to show them our area and, and uh, we got up to about 14,000 feet and started coming down a canyon and one of those things, I don't know if you'd call it complacency or what, but I had said from the beginning I would never be low enough in the mountains that if I had engine failure I couldn't get somewhere. And, and that day I was probably a little low and a little slow trying to show them the, the pretty area and uh, I had a big burst of wind come up after I'd pulled the throttle back, went to push the throttle in and it just was loose, went right to the wall. There was nothing there and the plane fell back to idle. And we were not in a, in a good spot to have, have trouble with an airplane. Um, ended up making it across, I was trying to get to a highway that was on the other side of a reservoir that's up above my house. And it's in a terrible area. I mean, very, very treacherous. There's not even openings. It's straight trees and cliffs where the rivers go. Um, so I tried to get to that highway. I made it across the lake, but I come up short of the highway and kind of had to land it on the side of a big hill. And um, it was tough. I, I When I came to, my buddy was hanging out of the plane upside down. His legs were looked like snakes wrapped around the pedals and he was unconscious with his eyes open and covered in blood. Uh, I thought that he was dead at the time and that was that was really tough. Uh, my wife was in the back seat and uh, his friend his wife was in the back seat and then they had twin 16 year old boys that were in the very back and everybody ended up really good. Everybody was healthy um, other than Gentry. He had a Punctured lung, internal bleeding, had a crack in his neck and his pelvis, broke his back in the same place as me. He didn't get his spinal cord quite as bad as me, which is great. Um, and then my wife broke her arm, and then the and his wife had a, a little bit of a concussion. But other than that, we were we were all okay. It did leave me, oh, from the waist down, I'm completely numb on the backside, and then I can't feel my feet, so I lost bowel and bladder function and have about 10% of my muscle that's firing on the back side of my legs. So they, they didn't think I'd probably ever walk again, but here I am walking, so that's good. I've been working hard at that. I go get stem cell treatments as often as I can and just keep trying to kick forward. So do you plan on ever flying again? Absolutely, as long as my wife's not watching this. <laughs> no, we've been... Uh, she's, she's had some severe PTSD. Yeah. Uh, luckily for me, it hasn't affected me that way. As soon as I can get my medical card back, which I think I'm getting close, uh, and my wife, Jaslyn, I think is coming around to it. Last week, we could at least talk about it. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're gaining ground. Um, I thought that that passion was gone. I, it was all I thought about. I mean, I was on Instagram looking at airplanes, reading about airplanes. I'd go to Alaska and do off-airport training. Uh, go do aerobatics. I love doing aerobatics and it was like my just my passion and after the accident a lot of that passion went away for a, a good while but it's definitely back. I love it. Well it wasn't too too long after your accident. I mean I don't know what the timeline was you would know this but you went up and went skydiving. 
Yeah, so I, I come up on my year mark from the time of my accident, and I hadn't been back in an airplane. Uh, I've been in some commercial flights and some private stuff, but I hadn't been up flying yet. So I was like, you know what? My year's up. I need to make sure that I'm not scared or have PTSD. Or, and I wanted to go skydiving anyway, so I was like, let's just do it. And it was cool. Yeah, it, I, it was awesome. I see Casey over here shaking his head a little bit. But if any of you have ever hung out with a field family, they, they kind of live life on the edge a little bit anyways. <laughs> Casey, I've seen you do some freaking stuff as well, so don't be shaking your head. Um, yeah, so, so uh, what is, what is your, your, your goals now for the future moving forward? Like, obviously it's a passion of yours, but like, what, what, are, the, what are your 10-year goals that you're wanting to achieve? So in business, uh, as far as my stuff goes, I, I'm so excited to do stuff with him. Yeah. I mean, we get, we're closer than brothers and friends. I mean, I don't know how you get any close. We talk every day, and, and the future to do stuff with him for me is just as exciting as can be. We got a little movie production deal we're going to start at. Well, we started it last year, and we got a couple movies lined up. Um, that's going to be cool. And then the CBD deal we do a little bit together, the hat deal we do together, and just the future of our families doing stuff together is, you know, whatever it is. And then as far as, the aviation goes, I, I'd really like to get another plane and get into that again just because, for one, I love it, and for two, it, it's so much easier for me to go get him and go to movie sets or go to business stuff or go jack around, you know, do whatever yeah, it's it is. convenient. We do. I'll tell convenient. you that. Very convenient. So, so may, maybe a jet with two, two engines on it, just, just in case? <laughs> if business gets good, but right now we're probably back to a single engine. Hey, uh, I want a helicopter. That's where that's my ten-year goal. I just found out the other day my sister got her uh, is getting her helicopter license, and she's already bought a helicopter. So uh, <laughs> sweet, tell her know, to come over. I mean, and hang out. I mean, commit and figure it out, right? Exactly. <laughs> she goes, "I'll take you on a ride," and I said, "No, I'm good. <laughs> I am good. I don't need that." I actually went on a helicopter ride uh, last year in Miami. Uh, Grant Cardone offered to take me around Miami and and take him up in in his helicopter. And uh, I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. You know, helicopters are a little sketchy sometimes because if anything goes wrong, I mean, there's no floating them to the ground. It's just, yeah. it's just coming down fast, fast. <laughs> but uh, I went up in, in his and, and his pilot uh, was greeting us at the, at the door and, and helping us in. There's like three or four of us. And uh, he, was, he had an arm that had just the nastiest scar and had a, had a face that was scarred up and stuff. And. You know, I was a little skeptical anyways going on this uh, helicopter, and, and I said, uh, I said, ex-military, and he says, yeah. I says, what happened? He says, uh, I got shot, do shot down to Black Hawk, and I says, well, I feel comfortable, because I says, if you, can, if, if you can hold your cool over that stuff, we'll probably be all right today. Yeah. So, so that, was, that was good. Yeah, that's me too. Like, anytime anybody's scared to fly, I just say, look, take me with you. Because statistically speaking, you're not going to crash too, so you just will. <laughs> Great. Yeah, we can go. We can go together. Would, we would should you be knock fine. Knock on this wood right here for me. Yeah. Please. Right. <laughs> yeah. So one thing about the Field family that you know, I look up. I look up to you guys. You know, not because you're a multiple-time world champ and you're probably going to win more world championships, and you're successful in your own right. But I, I look up to you guys because of your your family dynamic. I mean, you guys are just such great fathers, great husbands. Um, you know, you, you spend that quality time, and you always have. You know, like I, I've known you guys my, my whole life. Actually, my parents are the ones that introduced your parents. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
so it, it's it's just really cool to see. I mean, what your rodeo has changed. You you went to what twenty seven rodeos this year? Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. And he's and you come in in the top six in the world. That's just amazing. <laughs> so. Um, but you know what? What is your what is what do you guys do throughout the year? Like, what keeps that family tightness? Like, what what is it? I think uh, humility is a big part of that. I think the way that we were raised, um, my dad, my mom. She, you know, if there's an opportunity, you don't say no. Just like you said, you'll if it arises, say yes and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, my dad was. Um, a multi-world champion cowboy and and I never heard him say hey my name's Lewis Field I'm a world champion cowboy you know he was uh, he was dad um, that was it to us and I think that's what uh, our bond is is so unique and my sister too Mackley uh, my mom and our and our wives and husbands they they love each other our kids get along really good and I think it's just the mentality of uh, you know make the best of every situation you can wake up and uh, be happy it's your choice to be happy or grumpy and so wake yeah, up happy. i think it, it goes back to what he said i as a as his older brother i couldn't be more proud you know i get to watch all these guys compete all the time and i've yet to see one that gets bucked off or, or gets a score that he doesn't appreciate or anything that still smiles and represents us as cowboys in a way that, to me, makes me proud to be related to him, right? And I got to see it my dad's entire career. In fact, when my dad died, um, the funeral was huge. There was nowhere, there was standing room only through the whole thing. They were doing live broadcasts. And I got to hear stories of my dad that I'm like, man, I wish he would have told me that. How cool is that? I mean, story after story. And it made me really think about things, and, and it, it boiled down to... When you talk to my dad, he wanted to know about you. you. He was only ever asking you, what's going on in your life? What's this? What's happening? I never heard old cool rewrites of my dad because he didn't talk about himself. You know, to, to us, we'd go places and people would come up for his autographs and stuff. And it was like, what the heck? You're just my old dad that lays around on the couch and farts. And, you know, like, it just, his dad, it wasn't, he wasn't anything special. But that humility and, and how that is shown up in Casey's life as, to me, the greatest competitor, one of the greatest competitors in any event at all, to watch him compete and watch his mannerism in the arena and then outside be exactly the same. It's impressive to me, and, and I love that part of it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're just, you're a class act inside and, and, and out of the arena. You know, I got the chance to, to travel with you some, and, you know, we did some roping together, and, you know, that was one thing I really enjoyed about you was, you know, every time we'd go back behind the buck and shoots and throw our gear bags down, you would always search out the, the kid who was there, you know, that nobody knew him, nobody wanted to talk to him or, or whatever, and you'd, you'd go over there and, and say, hey, my name's Casey Field, what's, what's your name? And you'd start a conversation with him, and I, you know, really, really knew how to make people feel uh, welcome and and you know I mean it's it's intimidating when you go to a rodeo I mean I was a young kid once and I think both of us were fortunate enough to have dads that were successful and we was able to meet some of those guys but you got to keep in mind that some of these a lot of these kids that are coming up don't get that opportunity and you you do a great job of making them feel at home well thank you I really appreciate that and 
At Silver Lining Herbs, our mission is to deliver natural health products and education that help provide optimal care for yourself and your animals. With countless products for your horses, dogs, and the whole family, we have something to offer for just about anything. Visit our website at www.silverliningherbs.com or give us a call at 866-543-6956. Silver Lining Herbs, the standard for a healthy life. And getting on a bucking horse takes a lot of courage at that, let alone to show up to a pro rodeo and, and seeing guys that you've idolized. So, you know, I, I see it on a kid's face when I get to the to the rodeo. And, you know, I feel like I know everybody and, and a lot of good friends there. And But there's there might be one guy that's, like, kind of maybe peeking around a little bit, maybe, like, kind of what kind of rigging he, is, is Casey using, what kind of glove is he using, you know. And it, so it's kind of fun to go over and, you know, you know, what do you got tonight? I hope you can ride him, buddy, you know, and just kind of loosen him up a little yeah. bit, kind of crack the ice. And, you know, yeah, I, I understand that nervousness and, and the first time jitters. And so to to be able to be on the platform that I am and, and making a, a difference in kids' lives like that is, you know, I didn't understand it the first time. I, when I got on a heater and won my first four world titles, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. Um, how I could impact people's lives. And so the last two years, these last few world championships that I've learned, it's almost like I've been able to hit reset and go back and do it again. And there's so many little things that, uh, that I missed that are, I'm so appreciative of this second time around. And um, like you said, as we watched our dads behind the buck and shoots, and you know, that was a huge opportunity. And, I, and, and looking back now, getting these past two world titles, it's like, man, my dad, everybody who talks about my dad, it's not, man, your dad rode black eye or, you know, sipping velvet and he made it look this way or he was, he spurred hard or anything like that. It was, you know, your dad was the nicest guy in the whole wide world. He said this to me and it changed my life forever. And, and I hear those stories almost every rodeo I go to. And, and it's, it's very humbling. It's, it's, it's an awesome feeling to feel that love for my dad and then to feel it through them and, and toward me, is, it is humbling. And, and it's uh, that we get to live that and share that and feel that yeah, love is, is amazing. I want to feed off that just a little bit, too. Is it, you know, I got to see, I think it was last year at Houston. This is last year. You know, Casey, he had a little cancer kid that was assigned to him through uh, the Golden Circle, the, the pediatric cancer patients. And, and anyway, I, I watched him. After his ride, he got off and he went over the fence in Houston. He just won. Did you win Houston this year? No. So, I don't know. Whatever he did. Oh, I think he almost got bucked off. I did. I didn't even make yeah, the short that's round. Right. <laughs> yeah, he almost got bucked off. That's what actually way makes to, this way story. Way to bring it up, Shad. No, that, honestly, that's what makes this even cooler. Because he just about gets bucked off. You know, I can see he's frustrated at the bottom of the arena. And he's walking up and his demeanor completely changes. And I could ball again. My hell, this kills me. But he stops and he reaches his hand through the fence and there's this little kid that comes up. And I see him, he's talking to him, won't even get out of the arena. He's got, a, he's got a smile, the kid's smiling. Well, pretty quick, Casey's behind the chutes. He's gathered up all the bareback riders and getting them to sign stuff. And he comes back out, finds the little boy again. Bareback riding's not even over. And he's bringing bareback riders over to this little kid. And, and this is Houston, right? Pays 50000 He almost gets bucked off. And here he is, he, he's not even out of the arena yet, and he's talking to the little kid. And I don't mean to sit here and brag him up, because he can be a little dickweed too, right? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Keep him humble. Keep this him is humble. live and uncensored. Live so and go ahead. Okay. No, I'm teasing. But 
to see that mentality and see that passion and the love, I mean, you know, people talk about changing the world, and, and you show that kind of love and that kind of humility in, in every setting, regardless of where you're at, and the, the love spreads. And, and I think that it causes a ripple effect that goes out, and it makes the next guy want to do it. You know, what, what is his competitor's? What are they thinking when they see him do that after what he just went through? It's got to it's gotta make a difference to them. It did to me. I know it did to that kid. And anybody knows that knows what's going on, it just makes people want to be better. And, and that's why, I, again, I'm so proud of the platform that he's built himself. But the six world titles, there'll be a time when that may not even be remembered. But the love that he can share and, and the humility and, and what he can do with this platform to make this place better and, and not only our sport but our community and, and, and it, the world you know that's what counts and that's what makes him a champion to me for sure Casey when when I was traveling with you a little bit and and we were we were rodeoing and one thing that I recognized that you always did is as soon as we got in the vehicle you would always call your dad and yep. you'd, you'd always you'd always have a conversation and tell him you know how you did and he would ask questions you know and and back and forth and <clears throat> You know, I know this is kind of a tough question, but what what did you do after after your dad passed? Like, where what filled that void? Who filled that void? Well, yeah, you can. I'm not sensitive to it. I've talked about it a lot, and I I love spreading the love. Um, I and then show emotion, but um, you know that was key to my riding. I he was the best coach ever. I'd call him like you said as soon as I was done. And man, about four seconds, Dad, my toe rolled up, and I felt my shoulders do this and. Oh, well, that's an easy fix, you know, maybe squeeze on your thumb a little bit and try to spur to your thumb rather than spur to your D-ring or just little hints like that. And there was a period of time that um, after I lost him that it, riding wasn't easy. I, no one was working at it harder than me. No one was trying harder than me, but nothing was clicking. Um, I'm not saying that I, I can't, I couldn't do it without my dad, but there was a, a hole there that I couldn't fill and I didn't know what it was. I tried to fill it uh, accidentally by, with anger. Um, I didn't enjoy rodeo and I had to go and do it. I, I had to go and get on that bucking horse where, you know, now, um, I guess filling in that hole, uh, Shad and I, we've, we've learned to talk about competition a lot better. Um, it seems like I, I, my dad talks through him a lot. Um, he, the other day, well, every night my dad, he has the seats at, uh, right above the buck and shoots at the NFR and every night it was kind of fun to go over there and me and Jesse or me and Tilden, hey dad, what's the advice for tonight? Same thing every single night, have fun, strong mark out. And the other night, crawl up the back of the shoots and Chad's there, he's like, hey, strong mark out, have fun. I was like, whoa, shit, <laughs> there's dad. <laughs> you know, I yeah. felt him pretty strong at that moment. But, you know, it was, it was a really tough thing, but uh, going back to the basics, um, the goals, um, how I started, yeah, that's where I, what I went back to, and, and, and prayer. The power of prayer um, has been huge for me. I, I rely on God a lot. And, and, and two, it's, I missed the conversations with my dad, especially talking about bucking horses, but I wrote down, it's been almost a year ago, a little over a year ago, I wrote down the pros and the cons to, to lose my dad. And what I've learned without him here. I've become a way better man, my own self, and, and it is sad and it is hard to say, but I'm a better person without him here. Yeah, I think uh, this is making you step outside of your comfort zone, right? 
Like it's, it's making you um, adapt that role that he had, right? For it's, sure. And, and, you know, growth doesn't happen inside of comfort zones. And so it made you get uncomfortable. And, and I, I can only imagine what that's like. I'm kind of speaking on your behalf a little bit here, but I could see how that would, would make you do that because, you know, some, somebody needs to fill that, those shoes. Those are huge shoes to fill, and you know, I think you're doing a, a great job. Um, but now you've got your own kids, and you have to take on that role and that figure. So, and I, I think you're doing a great job with that as well. Well, thank you. That's one thing that uh, me and Shad, we take pride in, in being dads. And, and, you know, it's important to be a father, but it's also important to be friends with your kids. And the opportunities that we have to take our kids hunting, uh, take our little girls to the spa and treat them like princesses like they are, and, and they're special little girls. Um, it's fun. It, it's being a father. I mean, it's tough, and there's things that are hard, and I don't know how to counsel my kids or the right things to say. But me and Shad, we really enjoy being fathers. When uh, that being said, I think we just like being kids with our kids. <laughs> yeah, we had a had an interesting thing happen this fall. I had uh, my oldest boy is a heck of a football player. He's really, really good. And uh, he didn't want to play football anymore. He said, Dad, I just want a rodeo. I don't want, it's all I can think about. I just want to ride barebacks. It's just driving me nuts. I don't sleep at night. I don't want to play football anymore. And, I mean, he's a stud. He's, he's a freshman. He's, starting, he's a starting running back on their team. And, uh, and they need him. And, and, and I was like, man, I, I, you can rodeo your whole life. You know, you, you got a few more years to play high school football and to learn some team stuff and, and to be a leader. And I really wanted him to play football. I said, all right, let's call Casey. Because he says, well, Casey, Casey didn't play football. Casey just wrote, oh, Casey this. And I'm like, all right, just let's get Casey on the phone. And this actually scared the crap out of me. Because I'm like, what is Casey going to say? <laughs> right? I'm, I'm praying. I'm like, Casey, please, please give good advice. And, and he, so we call him just out of the blue. We get him on the speakerphone. I said, Casey, what? What advice do you have for Daxon? I said, I'm, I'm not going to tell you any of the story, but here's what's going on. He doesn't want to play football. He just wants to, just wants to start riding barebacks. And Casey said, man, do not quit playing football. Go wrestle. Go play football. Do those things because in the end, they're going to make you a way better cowboy. And if you don't start riding barebacks until you're a freshman in college, it doesn't matter. You, you're athletic. You, you, you're going to have good teachers around you. But, but go play these sports and go go." learn what other team sports can do for you and what they're going to teach you to becoming a man. And that way, if, if rodeo doesn't work out, you've got some good skills behind you that, that those athletics are going to teach you too. But I was sure glad that the <laughs> advice was what it was. Yeah, good job, Casey. Why would step up to the plate there, bud? Yeah, being a dad. <laughs> yeah. So is i seen that he got on a couple of bareback horses though yeah and yeah he he got on a few in the fall and i think he's gonna have what it takes he's a tough little fart and um surprisingly he he's teach. he's shorter than i than i thought he's, he's yeah gonna yeah he's gonna be a little clayton bigelow as far as shape goes i think <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know the doctor he broke his shoulder the last game of the football season this year and, and uh they told him he's got a lot more growing to do, so I don't know. We'll see where he ends up. But. Well, I, I will say he's a stout little turd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I shook his hand, I was like, well, wow, yeah. this kid's got a grip on him. Yeah, so, I, think, uh, I think all my kids, they, they, my boys, my older two boys, they love rodeo and, and want to be involved. My younger one, he likes motocross, and I don't yeah. know. Who knows? I think he'll 
end up in the rodeo world too at some point. So you, you married into a, a pretty good roping family though. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I married uh, Ren Richard's older sister, Jaslyn, and, and so he's here competing in the team roping this year. He's been here in the calf roping a couple times, and, and yeah, so it's pretty cool. It gives me a unique perspective. I got complete rough stock on one side and timed event on the other, so I, I get my kids will have good coaches on both sides, and it's fun for me too. Oh, they're spoiled. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got really good coaches on both sides. Yeah, so, they do. So that's a good thing. So, so Casey, what are your kids into? My oldest daughter Chamberlain is nine, and she loves horses. Um, she plays several sports: soccer, volleyball, basketball. Uh, does a little clogging here and there. Uh, my little man, he's a motorhead. He yeah. he likes the snowmobiles, the the, the dirt bikes. Um, but if we are bucking horses, he likes to get his rigging out and and buck the pony a little bit and and that being said i don't i don't let go of the pony i keep a hold of the halter and just let him buck kick up a few times and then i, I let go of the flank um and then uh, my youngest remy she is the spitfire she's four years old and she has given mama a run for her money and brother and sister so and cousins and uncles yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah she's awesome she, she, she's a wild one huh? yeah she's wild. a lot of personality that one and but all three of them um I'm proud of them because they, they are when their mind is set on doing something, they can accomplish whatever it is. It's pretty pretty amazing to watch. Well, you're a little bit of a, a motorhead too. I mean, I you like to get on the the dirt bikes and and you like your your ATVs and yeah. and stuff like that too. Polaris yep. is one of your sponsors. Yep, and I'm actually uh, Polaris is going to sponsor me this year, and I'm actually going to go and try to race the World Championships in Jackson Hole and and world win a World Championship snowmobiling. That's awesome. When when is that? Uh, Last week into March is the championships in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah, and you're actually going to be going up against another uh, bronc rider that's pretty savvy, old Blaine. Oh, Blaine Matthews, heck yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I got the chance to to meet Blaine this last summer in Jackson Hole. He rides bronx really good. Uh, probably good enough to go and, and, and make it here. Uh, but he says, ah, he says, I, 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 I spend too much time, you know, on, on the – snowmobiles and doing these uh hill climbs and stuff so i mean he's totally addicted to that so yeah. i'm actually gonna try to make a point to come up and watch you guys because i <laughs> i think that would be it'll be super cool fun my, to see uh my, me and my boys we all ride ski doos so we give him a heck of a bad time for riding polaris <laughs> they call me all the time <laughs> on yeah. your toe strap <laughs> yeah me and my dad are back and forth at each other's throats Bodie, my son over here, he uh, he takes my dad's side because I'm a Ford guy. They're Dodge guys, and it's just back and forth <laughs> all the time. My dad's truck uh, gave him some fits a few weeks ago, and I just could not wait to let him know about it. He was riding with me to the open, and I said, uh, I said, you know what? Let's take your truck tomorrow. Oh wait, it's in the shop. I forgot about that. <laughs> so. I, I understand the dynamic, and I think that's a cowboy thing. I think we're always we're always harassing each other because we know it's going to make each other better, and and you, you never want to end up on the on the bottom end of the rung. We've had a couple guys on here the last uh, well last week. I've Jr. Vizane was one of them, and you know the stuff that you've been through. I, I feel like it takes that cowboy mentality to really make the best of that and keep pushing. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give people that may have been in your situation? Um, dealing with what they're dealing with. You know, I don't know if there is one piece of advice that fits everybody because, I, you know, I don't know. It, it's been extremely difficult, and, and for the most part, I'm positive and upbeat, but I'd be lying if I didn't tell you there's a lot of days that I'm down and I struggle. And, and 
it's really hard to go from where I was, and, and not that I was just amazing at anything, but I was pretty fit and pretty strong and, and could felt like I could accomplish anything physically that I wanted to. I didn't think there was any limits, and so, you know, I think I told you earlier, I, I had kind of, I thought that what made me was that, was the physical, that made me strong, and I was fast, and I could do anything I wanted to, and so I, I thought that's who I was. And when that was taken from me in my accident, and I struggled to do all the things that I love to do so much anymore, uh, I had to really dig deep to find out who am I, because if you don't know who you are, you know, and what makes you you, and then everything else can become more difficult. But it, to me, I had to fall back on, okay, I'm a good friend. I'm a good brother. I'm a good dad. Um, I know that I'm somebody that I would want to look up to. And, and so if I know those things about myself, then, then I can keep working hard. I can, I can put in the work, you know, and I, I've got the mentality to conquer this even. You know, I don't know what that looks like and what that will look like as things come back or, or don't come back. Um, but it's just like in the hospital, they didn't think I'd ever walk again. And I told them I will walk out of this hospital, and I walked out in three weeks on a walker. You know, and, and I think it takes that mentality of, it's not just not letting them tell you what you can and can't do, but really believe in yourself and, and in what you got. And JR, I'm sure JR's paralyzed and he's in a wheelchair. And, and I'm not saying by having that mentality it's going to make you walk. But by having that mentality, he'll get back on a horse and he'll figure out how to rope. Mm. You know, he'll, he'll get back doing something that he loves and have a passion for it because there's days where you want to quit. You yeah. know, there, there's a lot of times when, you know, I'll just tell you, I lost bowel and bladder function and I was 10 minutes late here because I had a bad accident and had to go back in the Cowboy Christmas and buy some new clothes, go out in the trailer and try and clean up to be here. And, and, and I only share those things not because I want people to feel bad for me, but to know that, hey, life sucks sometimes. We all get dealt trials. We all get dealt really hard things. And it really boils down to in those trials and in those moments, what do I want the outcome to be? Because I can cry and I can go back out to my house and try and find clean clothes and get cleaned up and, and start the day over and be upset, or I can say, hell, there's an enclosed trailer there. I can stack some boxes up. I got a box of wet ones here. Let's clean up and let's go, let's go get on the podcast and, and maybe make a difference in someone else's life by hearing that, hey, he just went through some hard stuff. That's embarrassing, mm -hmm. right, to walk through the Cowboy Christmas having an accident like that. But if I can do it and come here and be happy and, and smile, which I am, and say, hey, let's do this. Let, let's find something else to, to be sad about. We're, this is nothing. You know, it's funny, I, I, was, uh, I went to Mexico a few weeks ago and on vacation, and I got off the plane, and it was a long, long walk, and, and I was walking down, and, and this guy passed me, and he had big old calves. And I looked at him, and I was like, man, you don't even know how lucky you are. I'd do anything for calves like that to be able to walk again and, and to run, and, and, I, and I started getting pissed off, and I started getting a little bit sad, and, and it, it could not have been better for me. Within 30 seconds, here come a lady in a wheelchair with no legs. They were stubs at the hips, cut off with her kids pushing her. And I wanted to kick myself in the butt. I said, you know what? There's always somebody that's got it worse. And here this lady is coming to Cancun with no legs or anything, and I'm whining because it's a little hard to get down the jetway. You know, it's just it, God always puts the, the right message there in front of you if you look for it and you can, you can take it the right way. Man, that's a great message, Shad. I appreciate you sharing that and opening up with us about that. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that, uh, that everyone has a purpose. 
and you're put in certain situations and, and God knows perfectly where to put you at the right time. And, you know, it's, it takes a guy like you, it takes a guy like JR, it takes a guy like Braxton, these guys, I mean, because if you talk to you or JR or Braxton, any of them, they wouldn't, you would never know that they, they are struggling somewhere because yeah. their mind is so, so powerful. But on the other hand, too, I feel like it makes you stronger as well, looking at him as your brother, you know, and, and it, it motivates you. And you two together are, you know, I understand why you're winning so much is because it's, this is a great motivator. Your family is a great motivator. Like, it, it's really, really cool to see. And, and Casey, you can elaborate on that if, if you'd oh, like. Yeah, I love it. My support system's the best. It really is. Um, just like what he's going through when, when he calls me and I'm in the gym, what I'm doing isn't as hard as what he's dealing with. Yeah. You know, and so there's things like that that are motivating, very motivating for me. There's other things that, you know, winning a gold buckler, winning the truck for the Top Gun thing. Yeah, that's cool, but those things don't last. Yeah. yeah you know, the, the, the relationship that I have with my brother and my family um, and being able to have them here and being able to come out here and accomplish my goals, that is, that's a special, special feeling. And like I said, it's like I've, I've had a, a second opportunity to, to embrace a lot of the things. And, and just like Shad, you know, he's learned a lot through his, his accident. And I've learned a lot through my rodeo career and, and uh, the pedestal that both of us are on now. We, we wanna make a difference in other people's lives. And I wanna, I wanna you know, when I'm done rodeoing, just like my dad, I, I want people to remember that I was a good guy and made a difference in their lives in a positive direction, not just that I went and beat them all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, Casey, uh, what would you say to the, to the young guys that are looking up to you that are striving to be in your position someday, someday or the young rookies coming in right now? What's the piece of advice that you give to them to be successful and to embark on this journey that you're, that you're living right now? Um, be happy and take it all in. Um, don't pass up our opportunities. If there's an opportunity in front of you, always say yes. And uh, if you don't know how to do it, figure it out. Because uh, you'll pass up on too many opportunities and you'll be stuck in the mud. I hear that from a lot of people with, with success is commit and figure it out. Um, the, the first thing is, is always committing, right? Commit and discipline, I think, yeah. is, is key for me. Discipline... Um, for one word of advice, I think it, for the bareback riding would be discipline. That's, that's it. You know? I think that's life. Yeah. And I think that, you know, everybody has good ideas and everybody has good intentions, but I think actually following the, the discipline part is the cool part and the hard part. Anybody can commit, right? We, we see opportunities. We have opportunities. all It's like this film production deal. We don't know the first thing about making a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. But they just made us producers of a movie. And so we're like, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know but how the movie will turn out, but they'll have cool horses and cool people in it. On the other hand, too, you can probably reach out to people that are good in that industry. Exactly. And draft behind them, and they'll come on board and help you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Surround yourself with champs. Yeah you, yeah. you put a good team around yourself, you know, with anything you're doing, you can create some pretty amazing things. I think that's extremely important in anything we do, whether it's bareback riding, whether it's business, 
whether it's family, if you strive to be somebody, um, you got to surround yourself around those type of people. You know, you've heard the whole adage, iron sharpens iron, right? Um, you never want to travel with people that were always losing and always pout, pouting. Same goes uh, true in business or family or whatever. You know, if you, if you want to, if you have targets in mind, hang out with those people that have been there, done that, and who are doing it all the time. Right? You are a product of your surrounding. Your minds are algorithms. What we put in it comes out of our mouth. I've, you know, Megan's on, on my team at Silver Lining over here, and every morning we say something when we end the meetings. What you think is what you say. What you say is what you do, and what you do becomes your legacy, 100%. And that's how we start our day. And so um, I know that you guys live by that. Even though you didn't know that saying, you know it now. I still know you guys live by that. Um, for all the people that tuned in late or maybe come in here late, tell them one more time, how do they find your Warbonnet hats and PowerPro CBD? Yeah, so uh, Warbonnet hats, uh, we'll be launching a website here shortly, so social media, um, Warbonnet, or go to Casey Field. I have a link there, and PowerPro products too. I have it on my Instagram, and Shed has it on his Instagram. We have uh, PowerPro.com. All of our products are on there. Yeah, I'd say the same. Anything that we're doing really has gone through our social media platforms. Basically, for me, it's mostly just Instagram, which shares over into Facebook. But if you search me on Instagram, uh, anything we got going is always on there. I, I do quite a bit of motivational speaking and, and public speaking now. And so when I do that, I post on there as well. So you can pretty much find anything we're doing through our socials. Nice. And anybody who maybe didn't get that, you can reach out to me. I know how to contact both these guys. They'll get you hooked up and I'll point you in the wrong, or the wrong direction, the right direction. <laughs> I, I may point you in the wrong direction too. Who knows? Yeah. And if anybody uh, that watches yeah. this has any questions for me yeah. or Casey, uh, ask away. We're, we're yeah. open books. We'll tell you anything we got going on, how we're doing it, what we're doing. And, and even personal questions, uh, we're more than happy to, to share. Yeah, you know, offering service and, and offering value is, is huge, and I know you guys do that. Uh, you know, thank you guys for coming on the show today. Casey, good luck the rest of the week. Ride like you do. Uh, I just can't wait to see you get on some more buckers and, and, and bring it home. I enjoy watching you ride. Um, thank you, Justin. Everybody, you can, we have the Tack Room Talk apparel over here if anybody wants some of that. Um, guys, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, and uh, we'll get you on another episode sometime soon. Cool. Thanks for coming. Awesome. By. Thank, Thank you. Joseph. Appreciate Good it. Good job. Cloud.